I'm Marlon Peterson, and you're listening to the Cloud Watcher Female Podcast. Rolling. High As five. We say, high five. <laughs> Welcome, Marlon Peterson, to the Padwatcher Uno podcast. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Oh my God. So, we are in Plans and Evans in Hackney at the, at the moment, um, just after you've done uh, Mayor, Mayor, Mayor Carney UK. How was that? It was so much fun. And I have to say, it was really special because the last time we did it, which was in 2020, it was right before the pandemic hit. Yeah. So that was like, we were all, you know, full of life and didn't know what was coming and, you know, started making plans and met people and blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly everything got shut down. Yeah. So 
seeing people again now and it being, you know, without having to like be really careful and, but actually like the, the, the life, the hugs, the smiles, the, you know, the music, it was just really, really special to be back and feel like kind of life is back to something we can start calling yeah. a normal life. Because that's a perfect example of pre-pandemic and yeah. post-pandemic. Yeah. As an artist, yeah. you've been able to travel across yeah. to here, to, to, to England. Yeah. And, you know, and audiences get, get to hear your voice, get, get, get to hear your songs again. Yeah. 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 And also, you know, American artists yeah. are people from, you know, many different places. And, and I, yeah. It felt really good. It felt, it was, I met my close friend, uh, Brendan Lee, and it was just, we just met on the street, and yeah. it was just like, I can't believe we're finally back to this, you know? You're from America, I'm from Norway, here we are meeting in Hackney on the street, yeah. just randomly. Like, yes, that's where we're supposed to be. It is the, it's the universe finally yeah. getting back into sync, because yeah. it's taken a long time. Mm, absolutely. It's taken a long time, and... What has been the difference for you as an artist now, no, no longer having to be doing Zooms and yeah. everything else, getting, getting to be back on stage? Yeah, it's, I mean, I have to say it puts meaning back into what I do, you know, because I know, I know a lot of people were able to use that time during the pandemic to create stuff and be very creative but for me personally I realized during the pandemic how much I need people and life around me to happen to yeah. be able to create stuff so that was just I didn't I think I wrote like four songs in two years <laughs> it was horrible you know and probably like everybody else I started questioning you know what I was doing yeah and so being back at it now and being able to actually dare to make future plans and be like, yeah. they might actually happen. <laughs> and being on stage and knowing that, you know, if there's somebody in the audience today that like it, maybe that can make something happen in the future instead of being like, okay, I'll just have this Zoom because we don't have anything else to do. But, it, but not to like, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, feels, it feels great. And you have got plans, because I know that you're working on an album, yeah, right? Yes. Come on, people. Come on. <laughs> I'm very so, so how's that going? It's going good. We're mixing it at the moment, so it's, it's almost done. Um, it's, um, it's, it's a very... I'm very proud of this, um, because every album that I make yeah. has kind of their own not just when it comes to the music, but when it comes to the process and the work yeah. that we put into it, it, they're all kind of their own little project. So with my first album, solo album, I wanted to produce it myself and, and see who I was away from Lucky Lips, which is the band that I had been in yeah. for many years. And then I went to Nashville and made an album there, which was like its own concept. And then this time I wanted to do two things, which was I wanted to be produced like have a producer come in and actually produce yeah. it um because in nashville even though there were three producers it was a very organic process i was in the room and we you know made the songs together 
Um, and I also wanted to pick up on references from when I was a kid because I grew up becoming a musician with country and bluegrass music. But as a kid, I also listened to, you know, TLC, Destiny's Child, Justin Timberlake. Like, all the greats. All the greats, you know? And uh, I just wanted to, like, I have never, even though it's there in my voice, of course, yeah. because, you know, but I had, I've never actively um, and... Um, I'm just, I have to look for the word uh, in the region. Consciously, I've never like um, used those references yeah. uh, on purpose, <laughs> you know, because I've never, I've never, I, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. But this time I was like, I want to, like, I want those parts of my voice to come yeah. through. I want to like an ode to the that music that also shaped who I was and who I am as a musician. So this time, there's a little bit of you know R and B in there and jazz and um, and some electronic sounds and it's it's a little different. I'm very excited. And just pay, pay, pay picking up on what you did just 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 there. Yeah. Do you think and write in Norwegian or is it in <laughs> English? It's in English. Yeah. Oh wow! So so so, how is it that because because it always amazes me. Like artists like Darling West and mm -hmm. all of them, belt, they sound very much American. Mm. Their sound, although it's got the Nordic, the Nordic kind mm -hmm. of twist, twist, twist to it. How does that come about? It's a good question. I think it's different for all of us, um, and the process is probably different. Um, but for me, because I grew up with a very American style of music um i just the you know the the songs that i grew up singing were in english and at the same time as many kids in my generation we watched a lot of american tv and movies and like popular culture um and also you know they teach us english in school yeah from second grade um so for me I, um, English is almost as natural of a language as Norwegian. Oh my God, that looks amazing. Thank you. That looks amazing. He just got some food. I just got uh, some food. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, sometimes I dream in English some, and oh, wow. I think in English and, but it's still, it's still, um, I can, I can definitely still have problems like earlier with like a word you're like yeah. oh my god what's that word in english i had ugh. um and i also um no you asked me about the writing i'm not gonna start talking about other stuff yeah uh so when i write um it just very naturally comes out in english and you know norwegian songwriters and artists who write in norwegian yeah sometimes they'll be like you should write in norwegian you know you should write yeah. in the language that is your that is your, spoken word. Your mother, your mother yeah. the tongue. Yeah, and for me, it's not the. It's not that I don't want to. It's yeah. just that, as any artist, like be that a painter or a dancer or yeah. an actor, you know, you you choose the stuff that you create your art with um, from what you think it kind of needs. And for me, the English language just has 
uh, a texture and phrases and stuff that, you know, says what I want to say in a better way yeah. than I can at this point convey in Norwegian. Yeah. I am, but I'm working on it. I, I, I write Norwegian poetry. I just think it's very difficult to put melody to it. Yeah. Because songs are like pop, pop poetry, but yeah. put the new music. Yeah. But Norwegian and English is very different when it comes to syllables yeah. and, and the way it, so, so conveying, you That's know, same, my, my yeah. kind of inner language isn't, it's, it's pretty difficult to do the jump because there are a lot of things that need to change for me to be able to convey the same emotion or feeling um, in Norwegian than in English. And to talking about future plans, you're going to be going to static groups as well. Yes, I'm very excited about that. And again, you know, I don't want to talk about the pandemic all the time, but just I'm so happy that, you know, things like that can finally happen because, like I said, when we were here in 2020, yeah, those were the conversations, you know, that started like, oh, maybe we could make something happen. Maybe we could go there and play. Maybe you want to come to our festival, blah, blah, blah. And then none of that happened. And just seeing that there are promoters and festival bookers and that people are still there and they are still the, the supporters of music that um, we are so um, dependent on and the fact that people are now, you know, um, still hosting festivals and asking us to play is an honor and we're very happy. And how do you balance life as an artist and family life and being away and going to Nashville <laughs> and going to all sorts of places, coming to Hackney? It's a, it's a fine line of, I don't know, it's, I used to think it wasn't that difficult, but now that the kids are a little older, I think it's a little bit more difficult because they notice when I'm gone more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you see me here, you see me there. Um, but what I, um, what I've, tr what I've done so far is, um, I have a fantastic guy who's also the father of the children and he's very, he's, 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 he's with them when I have to go away and he's very kind and, you know, I, we've found it better that I, if I go to the States, if I'm away for like 10 days, mm. up until now, it's been like, I'll go for those 10 days and I'll work super hard. And it's almost like two separate lives at that yeah. point. Because if I start thinking about like missing them a lot and it just, it, it makes the time away less productive. I mean, I think about them, of course, <laughs> but I mean... I'm really focused on work when yeah. I go away, just to make it count, the fact that I'm gone. Yeah, you have to be, because, yeah. because that's an investment in yes. your, yourself and the music yeah. and everything that you want to put out there. And also, like, what kind of mother they get back home again. Yeah. Because if I go there and just waste the time and don't get anything that done, yeah. then I won't be a great person when I come back. I'll just have, you know, all these loose threads and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But now that the kids are getting older... Uh, it's a little different. I we um, I've started bringing the family over to the states, so right. I maybe I'll work for like a week, yeah. and then they they'll come over because I that way I can kind of include the merge the two lives, yeah. which is easier now that they're um, a little older, and um, also starting to instead of going away for like two weeks 
which I maybe would have when they were younger. Um, that might sound backwards to a lot of people, but that's just, it works better that way. Um, but now um, I'll maybe I'll go away for like a week yeah. and then come back and then be away again for three days and come back and do shorter runs. Yeah. But it wouldn't have worked um, uh, without my partner. He's amazing. And um, and I am also looking forward to the kids being a little older so that I can take them with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love that. And I know that they would too. So um, the inspiration for your music, and, and, I, and I know that you've done a Irish did immense song. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that when when you were in rough trade, mm, that, yeah. that was amazing because that was the first time that that yeah. I've seen seen. Yeah, yeah. That was fantastic, and I thought, great, here's a here's a new artist that I can see again and again. Yay. And then it was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. And then seeing and then seeing you again at the Grace. Yep. Which was fantastic mm. to see you live in London. Yeah, that was just amazing. London. So, I mean, do, do, do those greats um, influence you oh, still, yeah. still now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I as a as a kid, I was, I still am very uh, curious about emotions and language and how we talk about things and convey you know history and stories and um when i was a kid and didn't really understand the words of the english songs yeah. i think i i was very into music that had great melodies and stuff like that but when i got older and started actually hearing what they were singing uh people like iris cement gillian welsh um it, it was music that instantly kind of talked to me and it was amazing to hear people sing about their lives in such a straight, like, this is what I feel. This is what I'm thinking right now. Or this is something that happened to me. For me, that was magic. That was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you can just say that. That's amazing. I want to do that. Um, and so that's a, a huge influence on my songwriting and music, definitely. And how did you get inspiration for all of the songs? It's a big it question. No, but it, it, it's a fun question. And it very much depends on the date. It depends on the project. Uh, sometimes, like with this new album where I wanted to um, where I wanted to pick up on stuff that I listened to as a, a young person, um, I went back and listened to a lot of the music that I listened to and it was it was amazing because I could that music now resonates differently to yeah. what it did when I was a kid because when I was a kid it was just like popular culture it was just popular music you know Destiny's Child was just like yeah dance woo woo and now that you know the story more of like yeah. the people behind it you know um, what the music industry is like um, you know that there's, um, I don't know, there are so many factors that you weren't aware of as a young kid that now I am, and which just makes it even, it makes it so interesting to listen to those albums and, and to see it in the context that they were made. And that, that brings me a lot of 
um, inspiration and respect for that music. And so I've been very, everything from like sitting down and listening to the production and like how have they done the harmonies and stuff like that. That's very like detailed. Um, and just also listening to a bunch of music to kind of, while I'm doing other stuff, just to like let it unconsciously just like sleep into my mind. Come on, give me the magic. Um, and yeah, so I mean, there are yeah, many different ways. And I also, I get, I, I'm inspired just by, if I hear people talking and yeah. somebody says like a sentence that I'm just like, whoa, I've never heard anybody say that before. I can be like, I have to write that down. And then suddenly there's a song. So it's very, it can depend. And do you write things down in a diary or do you use your phone? I use my phone a lot. I yeah. used to, I have so many notebooks. Um, yeah. And so I used to only write by hand in those notebooks. But I found that now that I also have like uh, voice memos on the phone. Wow. It, it's just easier to also have the notes there. Um, and so you, I'll be the weird lady on the bus is like holding her phone up and be like, <laughs> singing into my phone. And then the next day I'll be like, oh, I have to listen to what I recorded yesterday. And then it'll be just like. <laughs> Great. Great. Thank you, bus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but that's very, that's very important to me to be able to uh, write or sing when I get the inspiration. Because if not, it'll, it'll slip away. Exactly. Yeah. And then in 2022, mm -hmm. you did release an EP, the acoustic mm -hmm. set mm -hmm. How did that, that, that come, come about? That was very, it was a very nice experience because I was going to South by Southwest, which was, um, I was supposed to do in 2020 with, you know, Wild Horse coming out and it was supposed yeah. to be so much fun. And then it didn't happen, of course. And so when I was going to uh, South by last year, uh, I was like, I don't have anything new. Like I'm, I, I will go there and I'll have fun, yeah. but I don't have anything to like promote, which is, you know, kind of why you go why there. Why you fly all the way over to yeah. the States. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to like hurry an album for that. Yeah. But what if we just like got my close friends together in the studio and kind of just like redid some songs and did one new one and just had I I think a lot of us just like missed hanging out together yeah and when we when that opportunity arose that we could actually be in the same room it was just so nice to like just let's just hang out in the studio <laughs> and just see what happens so Stian and Nicolai, and Nicolai who are two close friends of mine and Aiden, uh, who runs that studio, we just had a great day of just not hurrying anything, just like playing yeah. and filming it and being like, wow, this feels good to just, I, we didn't invent anything incredibly new and fantastic. We just, you know, did some basic stuff, but it felt really good to just be together and play again. Um, so that was, and that was nice to have something to um, spend time and energy on because there, were, there was not a lot of other things going on. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Now, what was the conversation like with you and your mom to say, like, I want to be a sing singer? 
What what was that like? I think my mom kind of understood pretty early that there was going to be something artistically done by this person. Yeah. Um, and when I when I was done in school um, at nineteen and wanted to go to uni, um, I was like, I want to go to Lippa in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, you should do that. And then I think from that moment on, we didn't know that like that was going to be my career, but I think she, she knew that I wanted to do what I do now because I had already like done it for a few years. Yeah. And I think, I think she, she's a, uh, she's worked very hard her whole life. And I, I think even though I'm, different than her I think she knew that like if she really wants this she'll work to make it happen and going to Lippa and kind of just taking that one step further was kind of not a test but like okay let's see if you go there let's see what happens and if if you really want this you know or not and um, she's she's been very supportive always and she um if I've had doubts, she's not had them. <laughs> Be like, nope, just, just go do it. Blah, blah, blah. This is what you're supposed to do. And um, that feels very nice. She's also been, she's very smart. So she's yeah. also been the person who's like, but if you want to get an education, like, <laughs> here are some programs that you might like. <laughs> like, thank you, mom. Like, yeah. But not to, like, push anything else just yeah. because she... She's been, she's been a great supporter this whole time. And what was that experience being in 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 Liverpool at that school? I was um, great fun. It was, I that was my first time living away from home, so it was crazy doing that in a different country. And I was not, you know, I was nineteen. I was not super responsible, <laughs> and I wouldn't say that like I. I was probably not a top student. Yeah. But I learned so much and I got so many friends and I got to meet so many people and I truly did. What's great about that school is that you have so many different programs. Yeah. And the course that I took, which was popular music and sound technology, it has everything from like ensemble, which is like band band practice, uh, up until like production and learning how to actually like record music in a studio. And so it's such a great foundational, um, it's such a great foundation to, you know, when you go out there to, to start actually being a musician or whatever you want to do, you kind of, you've learned a little bit about everything. So when you're, if you're a singer and you go into studio, it's not like you're like, Oh, what's this? A microphone? Oh, you can actually like tell the technician, like, could you, pull my reverb down a little bit, can yeah. you like shorten the decay time? You can actually like speak the language. You actually kind of know um, a little bit about the other um, professions that is around you as well. You can speak a common language, which I think can be a very good thing. And music is that universal that language because, you know, that's how we connected or that's yeah. how I connected yeah, yeah. with you because yeah. the power of your voice and to, to me 
you know, music that, that I hear from the Saharan Desert or anything, I, I don't understand the language, mm. but that beat connects, that yeah. frequency connects. Yeah. And um, that's a really powerful, powerful thing, I think. And I think your music connects with, with people as well, because the, the, the way you tell stories store in your songs. Thank you. That means a lot to me. That's that's what it's all about, you know? For me, I was always, which you also probably noticed, like I'm a person who talks a lot. I have many thoughts in my head. And when I was a kid, I remember grown-ups making me feel very ashamed of that. Um, and I always felt like they misunderstood because yeah. I, they were like, oh, you're, you always want attention. You're such an attention seeker. I'm like, no, I just want to communicate. Like, I just want to talk yeah. with you, not like at you, but I want us to talk. I want to hear what you think. And I want to tell my thoughts because like, don't you want to have a conversation here? <laughs> um, and it took me many, 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 many years to uh, both, you know, to not be ashamed of being a person who has a need to communicate, but also, of course, to understand the power of listening and to not talk was also a thing that I definitely had to learn growing up as we all learn things when as we grow up. And yeah. um, but I think through music, it gives me an outlet for, it, it's never been about one way communication for yeah. me. It's always been about, you know, these are the things that I have thought about as I've gone through my life. And these days, and here, here are these thoughts put into a song, and if that resonates with anybody, yeah, that's an answer to me. Like, oh my God, somebody else like this resonates with somebody else. That must mean I'm not alone and thinking these things, or like that this makes sense to somebody else as well. For me, that's that's why I I do it. I don't do it just to like, everybody listen to me, mirror my thoughts, <laughs> shut up. You know, it's not that. It's, yeah. And how confident must you be on stage to, you know, have, ah. have transferred those thoughts <laughs> onto paper, into your phone, ah. then the song, and now you're on stage in front of people. Yeah. I, well, I think I've been very lucky with one thing. Because as a kid, I started uh, going to dancing school. I started dancing when I was yeah. three and a half years. So I, and we all, you know, we had these silly little performances every year for our parents. And so I started making a fool out of myself pretty early, <laughs> <laughs> which made me just like realize that if you make mistakes, if you, you know, do something stupid or if you forget what you were supposed to do, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like there's nobody in that room who's like out to get you. Yeah. And if there is, they're just that's stupid. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Um so I kind I think that's made it easier for me to go up on stage and be like, sure, I might say something weird or I I might, you know, forget a lyric, but why should I worry about that because that's in the future. I can't yeah. do anything about that now before I sing that song. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And so I've tried to like shift my focus from, oh my God, everything has to be, you know, completely perfect and amazing. And uh, I've tried to shift my focus from that yeah. and to, I am going to have 
the best time with my friends up on that stage. And we're just going to, you know, enjoy playing music together, which is what it's about. And I think that just makes me relax and it makes me feel a lot more at home. And it makes every show feel like that this is the reason why we do this, you know, which uh, I'm, I'm the people I play with. I feel they're that's very special to me to get to play music with them because I, you can, with the music industry and everything, you can very quickly get lost in the yeah. perfectness of things or we should do this and that blah, blah, blah. But if you can go up on the stage and just listen to what they're doing and actually play the music together and laugh and have fun and look at each other and smile because you're happy. That's like, that's a gift to get to do that. That's amazing to me. And what are the challenges that you face as an independent artist against the, the big mainstream yeah. out there? Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of obvious challenges. Um, resources being one of them. <laughs> um, but I personally, I really like to be a smaller act like I the, the the label that I work with are the best people they love music they have enough you know they've, they've been around long enough to, to know a lot of people and they do the hard work and they have enough resources to you know be able to do things that we want to do um, together with me we we all, you know, uh, chip in at our at different ends and make stuff happen. And it gives me freedom musically yeah. to do pretty much what I want to do musically. And I wouldn't have it any other way, you know. And I, I, I'd rather play, you know, paper dress vintage and yeah. have that be, you know, packed with people who are there to listen to music and We'll come back for the next show than to I don't know be on some crazy PR tour with you know a lot of pressure and and huge investors and blah blah blah. blah. It just that's blah, that freaks me out. Um, so I'm very very happy. I mean, of course, one of the reasons why I I hope that my project will grow is that I want to meet more people and yeah. you know co communicate with more people and and play course to as many people as possible but I want to do it with the right people and uh, and not I don't I don't really mind being independent I, I think that's I love the freedom freedom that comes with that and if you could go back in time to speak with your younger self what's the advice that you would give you know that's uh, it's funny that you ask there's that some of the songs on this new album is kind of about that. It's it's a little bit, you know, me writing um, the songs that I maybe would have written at 15 if I could at that, at that time. I think I would, um, I've been fortunate enough to meet people during my childhood and young adulthood who have told me, you know, not to be ashamed of being emotional or yeah. to not be ashamed of the fact that I have many thoughts in my head that want to come out <laughs> and um, who have 
and also people have said that like uh sure go do music but like you have to work hard don't like don't just sit around and wait for opportunities yeah. um so i think i would have like i think i would have said are you sure you want to do this are you sure <laughs> Um, and, um, I probably would have told myself what every kid should probably be told to just like cut yourself some slack Yeah. and try to be a good person. And that's kind of the best you can do. Like as long as you are a caring, loving person who cares about the people around you, um, you can't really be, I don't know, you can't really do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was a very messed up answer. <laughs> I was just so many thoughts going through my head as I'm answering that. Um, but yeah. You know, young people are such fragile things, at least I was. Yeah. And so just for somebody to like, just pat your back and be like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Excellent. That's, yeah. And then... Obviously, you you got got the new 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 album coming up, uh, and then um, Static Boots. What what else is new? What what, what else is coming 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 down the line? So um, we're gonna do um, one of Norway's biggest festivals, which I'm very excited about. It's called Aya, and that's gonna be a little the, uh, like a month after Static Roots. And I'm very that was also a, a pre-pandemic booking. Yeah, <clears throat> that's now actually going to happen which I'm very happy about. Uh, and that was one of the places where, you know, we when I started out playing music uh, professionally, that was one of the places we really wanted to play and we never got to play that festival. And now I'm playing it. Yes. And it feels like, yes, I did it. Haha, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're going on a release tour, I think November and January. Like we're going to split it. Awesome which is going to be good, I think. And then it's very difficult at the moment because um, Wild Wars came out in 2020. Yeah. And even though I have that acoustic EP in the middle, there's like not, and there are no huge releases from me yeah. during the past few years. So we're kind of on the, like sitting, waiting for the first single to drop and see what the reception is like. Yeah. And then hopefully start booking a lot of things <laughs> yeah um but i'm just so excited to get the album done yeah and then everything that comes after is going to be i don't know fun i hope um thank you so so much Marlon, thank you for taking the time out and speaking with us on the podcast thank you so much for having me